Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast presented by BetMGM. This is the Week 8 College Football Betting Recap. I'm Stucky, and joining me, as always, Colin Wilson. Woo, got a lot to talk about. I'm setting the over-under number of times you say fraud at about 33 and a half on this podcast. So if we go ahead and get started now. Yeah, Oklahoma State, still a fraud. You call TCU a fraud before you signed yes. off Twitter last night? TCU oh. absolutely is a fraud. I mean, how many backup quarters? Now they play the th- they were getting That's destroyed by fault? the second string. Now, they, now they play the third string. How is uh, that TCU's fault? <laughs> their defense is bad. Once they play a team that doesn't have their quarterback hurt, they're going to lose. That's what I'm saying. Is that their their defensive numbers are fraudulent? They're already bad, and they don't play any starting quarterbacks or their quarterbacks. They don't, Kansas State wins that game easily if their backup just plays, but their backup has to get hurt. And you got some kid coming in there like named Blumpkin or whatever. I don't know who it was. Uh, I knew nothing about him. So I, I We got to cap the third string. I was looking into this kid, Nick Colio or something from West Virginia. I'm capping the third string quarterbacks for now on for these TCU games. Yeah, who else is a fraud? Clemson's a fraud. Yeah, you had so, yeah. everybody's a fraud. Ding, ding, everybody's ding, a fraud. Ding. And, yeah, so we'll, we'll get to 33 and a half. But, yeah, it was another great week for the pod. I had another one of my best days ever again. I, it's not going to be like that forever, I promise. But we enjoy it while it lasts. Texas, I had my five team round robin. Texas cost me all of them. So it's still a really nice payday. But uh, uh, here, conspiracy theory are the Big 12 refs out to get Texas and are the Pac 12 refs out to get the USC? There was like an article on that this morning. 14 to nothing penalties, though? Come on. Oklahoma State, no penalties? I have Oklahoma State fans. By the way, Brett retweeting me. So the Oklahoma State brigade is all back out, which I love. I live for that on Saturdays. I live for the banter. Like freezing cold takes. I love when I get freezing cold takes because then I get a bunch of new followers and it's good for the app and pod. Freezing cold take calling Oklahoma State a fraud. That is the least of my freezing cold takes, by the way. I went back and found uh, me saying the Boston Red Sox in August, their regular season cute. 
They won the they won the World Series uh, in like five games. Anyway, uh, the voicemails are incredible, incredible this week. What? Yeah, you want to jump in? Yeah, I mean, it's like, listen, the CLV thing is not, it wasn't for you. It was for people that bought Texas minus one, Texas minus four and a half. Uh, I heard some people pounding their chests on Wednesday because they had CLV on this number. When I was like, you're you're moving this because you think that Spencer Sanders isn't going to play or that he's going to be limited. Like people were hitting Texas without even handicapping the game. Like they never even oh, actually looked at the matchups. Uh, like the numbers should have been what it opened at, Texas minus one. But anybody that's like sitting around with Texas minus six and a half saying, you know, claiming this was the side without actually handicapping the game, there's, there's some really, really poor trash analysis out there outside of this ecosystem that we have. My banter with Colin is all in good fun. My banter with everyone's in good fun. But I was, I, and also I didn't have Texas minus six. I really, I had the money line and I really wanted them to win for my round robin uh, and for big 12 features, which are now dead. So yeah, but we, the voicemails are incredible. I'd say most of the time I don't listen to them. I like to be surprised, but I was just laying in my bed this morning and they were 16 minutes. I was like, 16 minutes? They're usually 12. And then I got curious and listened to them and they are hilarious. This is the best batch by far. Uh, let's let's get into it. Do you want to play them? Yeah. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. Have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bets on Campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. If I was a Virginia alumni, I would be screaming at the boosters to pony up every dollar that they have in Charlottesville, get it all together, and fire Tony Elliott immediately. Block punts, kneeling kickoffs at the three yard line outgaining your opponent 228 to minus eight in the second half and barely covering. Holy f***ing This Virginia team is the worst team I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much comment on that. I mean, they've won. They beat well, Georgia Tech, and uh, thank, thankfully for the Georgia Tech season win total under, which still has a chance. Yeah, I mean, that was like the worst game ever to watch. And uh, oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad we cashed an under for Green Dot Daily. But the difference in this the difference in this season is not just Tony Elliott coming in and, and just, you know, completely running this program out of any quality that it used to have. I think the biggest change is that people need to realize how bad Brennan Armstrong has been. Uh, he has spent his career having way more big-time throws than turnover-worthy plays this year. Uh, he's had a massive drop. His big time throw rate is half what it was last year. Uh, his turnover worthy play percentage is double what it was last year. He has regressed beyond even thinkable. And no one could have imagined that Tony Elliott, who was supposed to be a decent offensive coordinator, uh, maybe not after last year's Clemson, but uh, he has regressed Brennan Armstrong's career badly. Yeah, but you also can look, there's a direct correlation between the Robert and a, their offensive coordinator and the quarterbacks coach who's worked with a, a few pros who, who left Virginia last year, guess where they're at now they're at Syracuse and guess who has a enormous turnaround in the other direction, throwing the ball, Garrett Schrader. Right. Obviously we're much more important to Brennan Armstrong. In fairness, the offensive line for Virginia stinks, but he's also been pretty bad. I think he's like the least efficient passer in the ACC this year, which is wild. All right, moving on. Ducky, you greasy, slimy, dumpster-diving SOB. 
pulling out the temple cover. Man, but I got down there in the garbage with you, and we pulled it out. Uh, uh, yeah, That's Temple. <laughs> that Temple was a lucky cover. Luckily, I didn't have to do back-to-back Friday nights with Temple losses. They, they had a pick six on the first pl- first throw of the game for Davisburg. Then Davisburg on the second throw of the game threw a pick again, and then I needed a backdoor. But they were dominated in the box score. They got a downgrade, and we got a lucky backdoor. So, yeah, moving on. Had Clemson minus 13 and a half. Glad I got to it before the steam took it up to 14. Hashtag key numbers, Colin. I tell you, when I first moved here to South Carolina, there were more Jacksonville Jaguar fans than there were Clemson fans in my neighborhood. Now every asshole in the neighborhood has a Clemson flag on their damn house. Clemson. Stop. They didn't cover. That's you sucking on Dabo's teeth. Listen, as far as Are we not no longer a DJU podcast. First off, me and my key number here for the guy that called in that Clemson had four turnovers. One of them was a fumble return touchdown, right? I mean, the game without that would have landed on 13. So whatever. I mean, I can't come on here and make a case for DJU because he reverted back to 2021. So I guess now this is a Cade Klubnik podcast until Dabo hit the post-game interview and said, DJ's our guy. He just had a bad day. He's still our quarterback. And I, so I guess we're still a DJ. We, you and I are, are a DJ. They're making the college football playoff, right? There's no other hurdles. They can still lose a game now. They have all the tiebreakers. Nobody wants to see this team in the college football playoff. They they cannot beat the elite teams. Like, like they don't have the a high-powered enough offense, in my opinion. They don't have the ceiling that, say, a Tennessee does. So Tennessee's going to end up getting left out unless they beat Georgia because Clemson now is going to go in that fourth spot. And then Clemson, I, I would rather see, wouldn't you rather see Tennessee against Ohio state than Clemson against Ohio oh, state again? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, mean, I know they're going to get in. I'm just saying, I don't want to see it. And like get some new blood in there like that. Yeah. And Clemson, Ohio state, oh, their teams are always terrible. Aren't they always blowouts? I think it'll be another blowout this year, but uh, I don't, I don't buy in any of the, the Clemson ceiling. Um, I don't think that they have the offense that can go up against the elites and win it this year. They don't even know who their quarterback is. Moving on. <laughs> it's going into November. This Iowa team total under. Kirk Ferentz, God, can't even say his name. So fucking classic. Deal with this bullshit every fucking week with this fucking joke. Fucking defensive touchdown. Fucking piece of shit. Fuck you. Darren Ravel on the show, on our show, he finally got a pick right. He was 0-7 thanks to a defensive. I said, oh, my God. I looked at the bottom bottom line. Obviously, I did not have Iowa, Ohio State on one of my TVs. And I said, I was up 7-3. And I was like, what? And I looked, and I said, ah, the defensive score. When I went to see how they scored, yeah, they got blown out. Ohio State blows out another bad team. (laughs) We'll talk about that next week against Penn State. Moving on. We don't need to spend time on that game. Hey, Colin. Hey, Stuck. Sitting here on a nice autumn day. At a full wedding, unfortunately, we already know. I'm looking at my phone. All of a sudden, I get the action notification pops up. Stuck added bet. UT Martin plus 59 and a half. Those bets right there are the reason why I joined the podcast. Cheers, guys. Also, Charlotte, they're down 21 nothing. They suck. Ducky, Tennessee, Martin, live bet plus 59 and a half. Of course I hit that shit. Second half, Tennessee fell apart, just like you said. Appreciate all you guys do. 
stupid me taking that pregame and having the back door when I should have just hit it live. I mean, Tennessee went ape shit, had a 50 burger in the first half. Yeah, it was like seven seven. I was like, damn, I was regretting not taking it pregame. And then Tennessee went on the run, and I was like, ooh, okay. And then I was able to get someone to get a bet down for me in a legal state for just a couple couch change. So let, uh, those are the bets that everyone always follows, by the way, which is what I found out. Like we could, uh, UT Martin, Tennessee. So, yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, because the noon slate was so boring, it ended up being okay because SMU got me in a mere miraculous cover. I don't know how they covered, but they, I thought they were going to get, I mean, they were on the verge of getting destroyed in that game. And then Luke Fickle went on fourth and one at his own 40 and didn't sneak it around like a slow developing dive. And it gave SMU life. They scored a touchdown on the next play late since he misses a field goal, like a block, excuse me. And then SMU scores a touchdown, forces a three and out, scores a touchdown, doesn't get the two and loses by two. Like, I'm I'm running pretty well right now. So, but that added some excitement because the noon slate was it was it was boring. You know, Clemson Syracuse got exciting, but just the first couple hours were meh. Moving on. Woo! Big shout out to my main man Colin Wilson. Once again, fading my UB Bulls. Once again, being laughably wrong. I can't wait to hear what obscure statistic he's gonna throw out. Something about how well or how bad the UB team tackles doesn't matter you cannot cap the feeling that you get of getting off the bus and being in buffalo new york and just saying to yourself i'm here in buffalo and i have to play a football game keep fading the bulls con haven't gotten them right since the mac championship game with tyree jackson i'll hang up and listen holy toledo batman up by i don't know how much in the fourth but go Give up 24 unanswered points to Buffalo. This is atrocious. Terrible beat. I hate the Rockets. I hate wherever Toledo is. Ohio, I don't even know. We all hate Ohio. Amazing. Uh, I'll let you answer to your caller calling out Buffalo. This first caller not even watched the game. Toledo had six turnovers. They turnovered every possession in the second half. Like, they absolutely dominated them. From, I mean, I'm looking at the box score right now. I mean, they averaged yard, more yards per play on the rush, but they had six turnovers. And by the way, post-game win expectancy, Toledo 57%. So, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how to explain this shit with Toledo, right? Because we're about to go into action games. I'm so mad, dude. Either over went over eight wins. And they last week they go on like a 50-0 run when I have Kent State plus seven and a half. And then this week they give up a 24-0 run in the fourth quarter. They were what is going on? They were up 27-10 of the fourth, it, and they lost. It was my best bet on the show yesterday. It was, it, was, it, was, it was just mass destruction. Best bet on the show. Two hours later, I'm up 27-10 out of the fourth quarter. Six turnovers. What, what These runs in these Toledo games. Holy, holy Toledo is right. Wherever Toledo is, that's hilarious. And I just wanted to call to say one thing and one thing only. Bo next season in full motherfucking effect. Baby, who needs the SEC? Not full, baby. Woo! Hey, this is Mr. Bojangles. It's been a while since I've called. Bo Nick's season in full effect. Look at him go, burning up the Bruins. We want to offer you a sweet tea contract, baby. But you know who we don't want to offer a sweet tea contract? Big Stinko. You're terrible.
No more money for you, big stinko. But Cade, Klubanik, come get some of that sweet tea money, baby. By the way, until my wife I was calling the Bad Beat Hotline, she thought it was a jerk-off website. <laughs> Can't believe it. Yeah, uh, Oregon, amazing. They're winning the Pac-12, by the way. I hope Maybe you've come around on them. Bo Nix at home, electric. By the way, you want to know how good I'm running right now? So I was beautiful. I hit it over 70 and a half. You had the team total over, which was fun. But I hit it over 70 and a half, which I never do, right? It just felt good. It looked dead for a while. It was like 3-3 three, three at the end of the first, near the end of the first. And then there was an explosion of points. I then middled it. I had some live under 75. And like, it just the time ran out when it was at 74. So, uh, but yeah, the Oregon offense is rolling. Some of the throws that Nick's made. That that dime that he dropped on that long pass, amazing. Bo, Bo Nick season is in the fullest effect. Bo Nick season in full effect. It goes spring, summer, Bo Nick's winter. Any thoughts? No, I mean there was one punt in the game, so the handicap from the podcast was spot on. That I don't see how anybody gets a stop. I mean, there's some field goals in there that kind of deterred the total a little bit, but it, it still went over, like we told everybody. You know, so there I there was a, a punt. I don't even remember the punt. Yeah, there was a punt at the end of the game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oregon. That was the only one. Uh, I mean, there were some INTs. There was an INT that ended a drive for UCLA, but besides that, it you know, the game was just all touchdowns and field goals. So I mean, I'm glad that cash for everybody. It's never fun. You know, having a total in the 70s and seeing that all the tickets and the money is on the over and coming on a podcast and saying, let's square out and take the over. But with those two defenses, it was an automatic play. I mean, you could not have gone the other way. Yep. But amazing. Oregon. I, I think Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12. Are you going to still make your case for Utah? Well, the championship game is not going to be in Austin Stadium. So we'll see. I didn't ask you that. I said, do you think Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12? No, I don't. Wow. Moving on. We'll talk about it later. What's up, Stuck? What's up, Colin? Am I going to be the first to say that LSU controls their own destiny in the West? Is Jaden Daniels a dog? I think Jaden Daniels is a dog. See you guys on Monday. Uh, yeah, we can pause there. LSU, yeah, it was probably one of my best best calls. We'll do best call, worst call, bet regret. They went on, I think they closed the game on a 48-3 to run. Is that right? Could that be right? I don't, I don't uh, it was... Something stunning, but LSU does indeed can try forty-five to three. I think was the was the final run. They outscored them twenty-eight nothing in the second half, and Ole Miss was exposed. Yeah, the game kind of just went how I thought it would go. It was I poorly officiated from both sides. I think there was like two hundred yards of penalties in total. Yeah, because Ole Miss had ten had ten penalties, so this isn't a fraud win, right? Is LSU LSU had nine? LSU had nine for a hundred. They, I think they each had 100 yards. So that's, that's what happens when one team has 10-plus penalties. I can almost guarantee the other team at least committed one. But by the way, it was the only time in college football history of that penalty disparity. You know how many, how many games there have been? How many fixed games there's been? Yeah, LSU controls their own destiny. They have a bye, and then they host Alabama. Win that game, and then you're at Arkansas. Trap City, by the way. Then you're home, home against UAB. I hate you, UAB. Actually, I don't. Your quarterback got hurt, but that sucked on Friday night. Um, and then you're at Texas A&M, who's a corp. So, yeah, LSU is back in the mix. What if they didn't miss the extra point in week one? Be a whole different con- could be a whole different conversation right now about LSU. But, you know, they lost that game. They got blown out by Tennessee. But they do control their own destiny in the division. That yeah, is but, a true fact. Yeah. 
I, Ole Miss is, was never as good as what their record was, but I guess we're gonna we're gonna find that out now. They they got the heavies coming up in the SEC West. Yeah, but Daniels is is improving, like which is what I thought would happen. I mean, we talked about the passing game opening up at Florida. You know, he was taking some more deep shots again. Um, the receivers are kind of connected more so. So yeah, the LSU offense is just in general improving. So yeah, we'll talk about them a lot more because they have some big games coming up. Moving on. I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah, now we, I guess we don't have to hear about Stucky saying how Oklahoma State's frauds. Ooh, well, we, of course, we get the 14 penalties to none. But, yeah, that's what happens when you're Texas and you're always trying to cheat. Cowboys all day, baby. I'm a man. I'm 40. Go Pokes. Hey, Stucky, you f***ing do bag. How many times are you going to fade OSU, and how many times does it work for you? You can keep calling us frauds all you want, you f- we just beat Texas outright at home. What do you need Quinn to do? F- throw 50 for 50? Get the f- over yourself, dude. Have some f- respect for yourself. Have some pride. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma State is still a fraud. I will say it. They're not a top 10 team, and that's what people think they are. That's what I mean by fraud. Like, their, their market perception on them is way higher than okay. – I mean, and not this week with Texas, but, I mean, with the, with the line. But there was a lot of uncertainty with Sanders. I'll give credit to – the, their defense in the second half, I mean, I know they still gave up 530 yards. And um, my handicap was on the rush stats, but I, I got to give credit to – I mean, then they ran for like six and a half yards per carry, and Oklahoma State couldn't run the ball. But uh, Ewers had three picks, and the Oklahoma State defense stepped up in the second half. You know, the uh, Oklahoma State deserved to win that game. I honestly think that Ewers might have been hurt or something was going on. I, he might have just been shaken, like he lost his confidence. Because at the in the fourth quarter, I really wanted Texas to win. I was like, put Card in there. What can we put? Like there was something that was way off with yours. The announcers were hinting that maybe he's like dealing with something. Whatever, whatever it was, like it, he wasn't he wasn't hitting the throws that he was hitting in the first half. He might have just been shaken because of the turnovers, which you have to give credit to Oklahoma State for. But I don't know what was going on with him in that in the second half. I, they, I don't think they scored in the second half, by the way. So I have to give credit to Oklahoma State. I bumped them for the win, but this team is still a fraud because their defense can't stop a nosebleed in general, and it's going to come back to bite them eventually. Wh- who do they got next? At Kansas State. Well, we we got to see who Kansas State's quarterback is, and then we'll talk about it last week. But I'll give you credit. I'll give credit to the Cowboys, the Pokes, but I will be battling you next week, I'm sure. And uh, you were all quiet last week. I answered the bell every week, but last week all I had, all I had was TCU Moneyline. And this week, I lost a lot on Texas money on. It cost me the round robin. But I'm answering it here. And then if Kansas State wins next week, you won't call in. Listen, Oklahoma State, 80% postgame win expectancy. They cashed in their opportunities when they got into scoring. I mean, they got into they got into scoring opportunities eight times, and they cashed in for 4.25 points per trip. You know, Texas was – they didn't have anything in the second half. They scored three points. Uh, thank you. Thank you, though. It got me over the team total. Uh, but – you know, the Oklahoma State plus six and a half, that was that was an easy number. I mean, even if a limited Spencer Sanders, the, I, I don't know. I still don't get it. The number should have been like Texas minus one. It never should have been that high. Well, um, Sanders was, Sanders also was better than I thought he would be. He, did, he didn't look like that that limited um, throughout the whole game. But uh, hit guys all the way he did, though, he had some really good uh, passes yesterday. But, you know, I, I don't know that I'm just more perturbed by the whole steam that hit that number last week. And then people out there pretending like Spencer Sanders isn't going to play. Spencer Sanders is going to suck. That crowd is like, 
you know, like, and then I spent four days trying to find out quarterback news. And I mean, trust me, we have the resources to get into the locker room to figure out what's there. And there was nothing there. Anyways, congrats Oklahoma State, but you're still frauds. All right, moving on. Hi, this is Clay in Knoxville. I'm here with my friend Stucky. Stucky, where are we going? Club lit? Okay, yeah. Yeah, we just bet on Charlotte, minus 13 and a half. Um, yeah, that's right. You heard me. Charlotte, minus 13 and a half. Um, yeah, we're here. We're looking for club lit. I'm sorry, what? Excuse me? They're down 27 nothing at halftime? Good God, Stucky, what were you doing? Well, we'll probably be back next week looking for club lit. <laughs> Thanks. Just calling to say, F- Charlotte. Uh, it seems like FIU should now take Charlotte's pads. No, that makes sense. F- Charlotte. Club quit, club tilt, club half wit. That's me. I'm a, I'm a half wit. I don't. I have to watch the game. I can't say that I watched any of it because I would have tuned in for some on my. I would have had it up on my laptop. But once they went down, I saw it was twenty-one nothing. There was no reason to ever turn tune into that game. I don't know what happened. I like. Well, I will have to go back and watch that game. I think because I, I can't explain it. It was a horrendous call. Maybe my worst bet of the year. But we're back, baby. Club Lit is back. Charlotte fires their coach. Fires their coach this morning. What have we backed all year with success? Teams with new coaches. We're rallying at Rice. I will make the case in the dumpster dives later in the week. Stay tuned. I apologize for that dumpster, which had nothing in it. Just bones, and just chicken bones with no meat on it. I apologize. It was club quit. Embarrassing. Get blown out by down 27 nothing to FIU. How's that possible? But we might be back. We might be back. Just when... What is that? Just when I thought I was done, they reel me back in. You need an intervention. Uh, you got to get off this shirt. It's like it's like black tar heroin. You got to get off this shit. We might be back. We got to see. I got to I got to look into this new coach. I think that's their tight end coach is the coach. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. What a what a uh, fall from grace for Will Hilly. Yeah, he'll be an analyst by the end of the year for Clemson, so he, he won't fall that far. All right, moving on. Yeah, shame, 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 shame for my Charlotte pick. Deserved. Hawaii money line. Last leg of a round robin. I have three home. UTEP looks great. I just wasted three hours watching Hawaii, Colorado State try to play offense. Not only watch, but I paid to watch. I paid to watch. I had to pay for Spectrum TV, $4.99. Added on to my bill to watch myself lose. Oh, and then oh, UTEP gives up a touchdown now, too. Great. Hawaii. Uh, yeah, I actually was watching that too. I had it, and I had Hawaii, which came through a pretty ugly game to watch. But Colorado State scores late, and then he had us to, to take the lead, seventeen thirteen, and then Hawaii threw a pick, and luckily that just ended the game. There was no pick six, no shenanigans. But uh, yeah, tough one if you needed Hawaii money line. Sorry, there's nothing worse than paying for a game and losing money, like the Fubu TV and what 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 is what are some other ones? Uh, Flow Sports. Flow Sports, yeah. Like you buy a game. I, I bought – in the past, I bought like UMass games and then lose money on UMass. It's like, oh, kick you when you're down. So, sorry you went through it. All right, moving on. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Minor Mother Effin' Mason. And I just want to say that, you know, a walk-off win is fantastic. I mean, obviously, I buried the money line um, plus 145. But – what what the hell was that on that 
when we blocked the extra point and ran it back. That was ridiculous. I have no idea what the refs were doing. We shouldn't have even needed to walk it off like that. But, I mean, you know, we're minor nation and we never give up. And, um, yeah, another victory, another easy cover for the minors. Let's go. Boom. Yeah, UTEP uh, improves to 4-4 four and four on the year. They get a walk-off field goal from their excellent kicker. Let's see. They're bowl prospects. They're home against Middle Tennessee. It should be favorite. Very winnable. Yep. Yeah. Uh, at Rice, uh, home against the FIU. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Win, beat Middle. This is your game this week. Beat Middle Tennessee, and then you're going bowling. Yep. Look. Look at what I got on for my guy. Minor Nation. Got a Minor Nation shirt on. And I'm glad you enjoyed the win, brother. Thanks for calling in. It, it always brightens everyone's – brightens my, my Sundays when I hear you. And everyone – I get DMs. I retweeted one yesterday. Not DMs. I tweets at me saying, am I the only one rooting for UTEP with no money on it just so we can hear from the voice show guy? I said, no, I'm me too. I don't have any money on it, and I'm rooting for UTEP. That's the beauty of uh, this podcast in our community. It's awesome. Go Miners. All right, moving on. Hey, Mitchell, uh, do me a favor. Put in all the clips of Stucky talking about Mississippi State beating Georgia. All right, cool. Um, so looking at Mississippi State's box score against Bama tonight, 291 yards, three and a half yards per attempt, uh, 61 total rushing yards. Stucky, I love you. I know the under hit tonight against Bama. Congrats on the under. But to quote the great George Carlin, what are you, f***ing stupid? This team's not being Georgia. Get the f*** out of here. Jesus Christ. Paul, we're saving this clip because I'm going to double down. Yes, Mississippi State is beating Georgia. And if you go back two years ago, look, I tweeted, I'm going to get drunk and end up betting Mississippi State because of this number. And I did. It was my, my bet regret. We, that happens every year. We talked about it. That's why I, I didn't want to bet it. So if you go back to two years ago, 2020, when Mississippi State played Alabama, they lost 41-0. I think Will Rogers had 120 yards passing. What happened two weeks later in Athens? Would anyone want to go back and look? Uh, the game was 24-all in the fourth quarter. Will Rogers threw for 400 yards. And JT Daniels in that game, I think, was 40-48 of 48 with four touchdowns, no picks. And Mississippi State had a chance to win that game. I will be buying them. They will be pulling off the upset. And if they don't, we can pull the clips where I said it. If they do, we can pull your clip. Moving on. Hey, guys, back at it again. I got to get something off my chest. These fucking Air Force Falcons suck ass, man. One and a half, they're gifted field position. All I got to do is run the fucking ball smartly. They don't they can't do that. Then on a third and 11, they're going to get Kalen Green, who stinks. He stinks. He runs right up the middle for 12 yards, making Air Force look like they're bitches, man. This team sucks. Rip up my tickets. Rip up the division tickets. They stink. Alright? They're terrible. They'll win the Commander's Cup, whatever the called. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. Air Force stinks, man. They're terrible. They're garbage. I don't know how else. Throw them in a dumpster. They're the most Jekyll and Hyde team I've ever seen in my f***ing life, man. It, they're so bad. How the f*** you let the quarterback run for an extra four f***ing yards down the f***? It's dead. Air Force is dead. Throw them in the garbage. They're terrible. They'll probably be f***ing maybe. 
in like a couple of weeks. It doesn't matter. Throw them in the garbage. Them. Yeah, that game was so frustrating. Yeah. Got a huge break late. There was Boise had two guys on the field with the same jersey number, two number sevens when they were punting. I don't know if they reviewed it or if Air Force said something, but like it went to a commercial and then they came back and there was a flag and then they said it's like a jersey infraction. You can't have two guys at the same. So it would actually resulted in a first down for Air Force from the five-year penalty. So they got the ball back and then didn't score. And then that was so deflating. Third and nine, going to get the ball back. Uh, yeah, QB runs up the middle, breaks a tackle, ends the game. Ugly game overall. Yeah, that, that one was a frustrating one. Uh, the Air Force just got down too too much early. Yeah, Air Force, you know, they had better yards per play in passing. They had nine passing attempts. So, But on rushing, they did too. They had 3.5 yards per rush to – you know, Boise's 2.9 and one of their turnovers, one of Air Force's turnovers turned into a direct field goal for Boise. So, it, it, you know, Air Force, as much as I say that they won the box score from a yards per play perspective, they still only had three trips beyond the 40-yard line. I mean, they just – they couldn't get into scoring position at all. Uh, you know, and they're not an explosive team from an offensive perspective. So, yeah, a very – it's frustrating that they beat them in the box score, but they never got past the 40-yard line. So I, I can understand the frustration there. Boise State's remaining Mountain West Conference schedule is a joke. It's uh, Colorado Colorado State, uh, Nevada, and Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> and Utah State. Sorry, Utah State on Thanksgiving weekend. It's oh, bad. my gosh. Like they are at least a two-touchdown favorite in every Mountain West Conference game from here on out. What a turnaround for Boise. They were from the UTEP loss to clear division champs. Yep. If you took Minnesota this week, you should be f-ing ashamed of yourself. Unfortunately, Colin, you get a small pass since you're speculating on Tanner Morgan news, but I don't care what the metrics and the projections say. A team that can't throw for 100 yards now missing their starting quarterback on the road, night game, whiteout, Penn State. How the f*** do you pick Minnesota? Like, don't overthink it, people. Come on. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wear – I didn't bet Minnesota – but I suggested that that's the side that I would bet if I had to. There was just so much uncertainty with that game, um, with the quarterbacks, like emotionally, who was going to show up, and you know the court, the coordinator familiarity, and uh, yeah, Penn State's an odd team. They're like stuck in the second tier. Like they cannot compete with the elites. Like when's the last time James Franklin beat a top ten team? They, I don't know. They seem to just get blown out now by Ohio State, and I'm, I'm probably wrong on that, and, and some Penn State fans are going to call in and correct me. But it just seems like they can't. They're just stuck in it. But I give them credit. They they will sometimes blow out these teams that are in, uh, you know, just below them, and they showed up here after a humiliating loss. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember people were talking about Minnesota winning the Big Ten a couple of weeks ago, and now it's gotten bad for them. Uh, I didn't catch much of this game. And uh, it was pretty much one-way traffic. I think Penn State got to 500 yards, maybe, against Minnesota, who started the – didn't start Tanner Morgan. Clifford ended up starting for Penn State and had a really, really good game, which was surprising to me that he played that well. I think he threw for 300 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. So, yeah, I give credit to Penn State, James Franklin, for getting his team up here um, in a spot. But they were they were also playing a backup quarterback. Keep that in mind. Yeah, I mean, the handicap – was that Minnesota's rush should be dominant here. Uh, they only averaged 3.6 yards per carry. Yeah, that, yeah, I gotta, yeah that's the big credit. Good, great point. Ibrahim only had 30 carries for 104 yards. Um, the Penn State defense really came to play on, on stopping the run. 
Yeah, I mean, if you would have, I, I could not predict that Minnesota was going to get shut out from a rushing perspective or that Sean Clifford was going to have four touchdowns. I know he only had two big-time throws and still had two turnover-worthy plays. That's going to be a part of the handicap against Ohio State. Definitely candidate for worst call. Moving on. First, some background for this call. I'm a f***ing diehard Nebraska fan who's been born and raised in Kansas and has to hate f***ing Kansas State as much as I do and have to put my hard-earned dollars on them was hard enough. And then for Adrian Martinez, after all he's already put me through, to go out there and play one series after I had to listen about how great this guy was now and how good he was for Kansas State and how he's going to bring him back and how he's started all this. It's like, how do I do that? But I put my money on him. He goes out there for one series, and then their backup gets hurt. And then they decide to go for it on fourth down inside their own 30 with their third-string quarterback? What the f*** is Kansas State doing? How did I just lose money on this game? They also missed two f- field goals. I don't even know what I'm doing. That was just atrocious. I don't know how I lost that three and a half. That was stupid. Suck. What up, brother? Colin, who pig? You're a f- square. Suck, you put the hex on Kansas State plus three and a half. We're sweating out the San Diego State live under 37 and a half. We got to get back in the green today. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, it's Kansas State. I, I would bet that a trillion times over again. I it sucks that the, both of their quarterbacks got hurt. Despite Martinez throwing two passes, playing one drive, and then their Will Howard, who was fine, um, coming in, and then him getting hurt, and their third string throwing one pass that was picked. Despite all that, they averaged seven and a half yards per play. Yep. Against this TCU defense. TCU only averaged six. And yeah, everything went wrong for plus three and a half, not the cover. Sometimes it happens. Your quarterback injuries happen, and then sometimes you're back. I mean, it's rare, but sometimes you get down to your third string, and uh, it's a tough one. But that's a lot of variance in what we're doing. I just talked about the SMU luck I got. Sometimes the breaks don't go your way. And this one, that was a tough one to swallow, but it's going to happen. You're going to have something to go your way as well. Yeah, Kansas, uh, 59% post-game win expectancy. So, you know, it definitely does not really look like they should have lost by 10, especially with the quarterback injuries. And listen, I know I'm all pro TCU, 18 to 1 and all that, but they have had – listen, they are ext- – I mean, nobody – Fourth straight team, ranked team that they played with quarterback injury. Right. And, and you know, I understand that, you know, they're they're kind of getting the, the breaks. They're getting the horseshoe uh, up the ass treatment here this year, but they're not a bad team. I mean, it doesn't dismiss the fact. I'm not saying they're bad, they're, but you have to admit that, oh, like, yeah. it's, maybe it's this weekend, but they're they're going to get pantsed. At some point, they're going to get pantsed. I'll look into the West Virginia backup quarterbacks and we'll report back later in the week. Moving on. So I know my spots were to tailor fade you guys just based on my own eye test stuff, but I'll say I felt for the Cal thing. I felt for the Cal coming off a loss, being an underdog, all that shit. But they're clearly the worst team here. Like, the handicap from you, sucks was clearly Justin Wilcox is great off of a loss, and then he's great as an underdog. Like, I'm calling you guys right now, it's six to nothing in the first quarter. And you just know. Sometimes you just know. I don't have to explain that part. But the fact that the handicap was simply he's a, he's good as an underdog, and let's not look at the fact that 
Oh, maybe there's a reason that Washington is a seven and a half point favorite. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty good gambler. I'm not going to sit here and tout my record, but I'm I'm pretty good at this. Sometimes the the handicap being just a one step tail. That's my only gripe. So I love you guys, but like that was an easy fade. I mean, this Michael Penix guy, I mean, he's just throwing it all over the yard. I mean, Cal's very lucky that they aren't losing by 30. What a terrible, terrible handicap by Stucky going solely off a coach's underdog record. I mean, come on out. It's just... ah. All right. Uh, That is the best call we ever received because the first one... Claiming victory, by the way, Cal covered. Claiming victory in the first quarter. So I'm a good gambler. Sometimes you just know. Uh, by the way, we, God, I mean, I love it. You keep calling in the first quarter. Wait, you can't wait a little bit to shit on me? Cal covers again as an underdog and in a great underdog spot for Wilcox. But by the way, the second call, we have caller ID, guys, was also him disguising his voice, saying, ah, you just got lucky after the game. So wait, this guy had a call back and disguise his voice or use a use a different phone. It was the same number calling back and trying to save face with a disguised voice. One of my the favorite calls, back-to-back calls we've ever received. Yeah, but by the way, Cal, what they do is they play they don't give up explosive plays on defense. You know, they drop so that that keeps them in a lot of games. They play this slow, slogging West Coast offense and there's a reason for it. And then they just play up and down under Wilcox to everyone, and it happened again. I don't know what to tell you. Cal covered for everybody but but you, your easy fade, and sometimes you just know. Well, sometimes I just know, and I knew that Cal was going to cover, and they did. We still love you for listening. And listen, I'm sure there was some alcohol involved, but not the best choice to call on it in the first quarter. Your plus seven and a half dog is dead. I can um, already tell. It's yeah. over. Don't even need to it's play that. Yeah. Everyone can throw on Washington. I mean, it doesn't matter. Did you know that a group of raccoons – it's called a gaze or a nursery. I was hoping for something better, but I think the BBOC nursery fits pretty well, considering we're all going into the trash and we all turn into a bunch of big babies when our bets lose and we call into this voicemail. All right, take it easy, guys. This is for Stucky. Stucky, you're my man. You made me a ton of money. So this is Adam uh, in the great state of Delaware, 16 parlay, and brother, I just cashed incredibly. Rutgers, East Carolina, Houston, California, LSU, SMU. So Stucky, love you, brother. If you ever find yourself in Delaware, ideally Southern Delaware, drinks are on me, brother. Have a great night. Thank you very much. Is this one of your Dewey brothers from back in the day? Yeah, slow, slower, slower, lower, baby. Uh, slower, lower, Delaware. I actually went to high school in Delaware. The roots of my, the start of my gambling. Yeah, I lived in Dewey Beach for a couple summers. Know Delaware very well. Played high school football in Delaware. What made the trip down the southern part of the state a few times. I don't know where you're at down there, Smyrna, or maybe I'll take you up on that offer. I have many fond memories of the great state of Delaware and Dewey Beach, one of the hidden gems 
of this country for partying. Um, I'm a little past my prime and, and going to Dewey, um, but it is a phenomenal time. Suicide Sundays, great. St- we, we could share some stories, and uh, I'm glad that you cashed. Current dog from Chicago, just to start to the San Diego State over under for Colin. It's two minutes in and seven points on the board, so looking good for the under. Current dog from Chicago, God f- damn it, Nevada. You miss a f- wide open pass down the sideline. Current dog from Chicago, just checking in six minutes into the San Diego State Nevada over under situation. 10 points on the board. Really looking good for the under. Current dogs from Chicago. God damn it, Nevada's office. God damn mother suck. God mother damn it. Current dog from Chicago checking in. 13 points in. God damn it. Nobody can hit a crossing route in the end zone when the guy's goddamn wide open. Current dog from Chicago. 48 seconds left in the first half. Almost passed out on you guys. Terrible game. 20 points in the first half. Over 35 and a half. Still looking good. Need 16 points in the fir- in the second half. Almost there. Focus. 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 That's it. That's the end of the voice. But that was absolutely electric. I mean, he, the, he had the over? He had the he over? Had the, yeah, and the game he faded ended, you. The game ended thirty. There was no points in the fourth quarter. Nevada had a billion chances to get in. I, I lost that game. I was I, I don't know how I had a Nevada side. I don't even want to talk about it. But in the dumpster, I'm rubbing off on you. I didn't. I won't even go to that dumpster. Uh, Do not. It's never Nevada. Never Nevada. Uh yeah. So bad. But you did hit the total. You hit the total recommendation. You said under. No points in the but, fourth quarter. Amazing. Call of the week. There's so many good ones. What what made you that one? I, that one had what me. Made you... But I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if we want to reward the guy that called in with a fake voice. Uh, you know. Uh, no, 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 no. He's not caller of the week. It's rough. But the live San Diego State. I I want that guy to call in from Chicago every week and give us a live. Yeah, he's the caller of the week. But the guy who 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 uh said his wife asked if he's calling a jerk off hotline. When he sends the bad beats, he uh, we're sending you gear. Uh, so reach out, uh, send you like a, a hoodie or a hat or something. Uh, oh, the call of the week goes to our boy from Chicago. Also, like if you're calling the hotline with money on a Nevada, you know, a, a San Diego State Nevada game, like you're my kind of person. Like that's you, you live, like, come on, it's that's amazing. Um, so yeah, call of the week. All right, good stuff there. We didn't hear from Martin. From Florida again? Is he not calling in? I thought he was calling Martin. Where you been? Uh, but it was nice to hear from Minor Nation again. And thanks to everyone for calling in. Uh, you guys are amazing. And uh, we'll do it all again next week. As a reminder, the Big Bets on Campus podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. So kick off the new pro football season with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION200. And your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, 
New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states were prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. All right, let's wrap everything up here. Best call, worst call, bet regret. I'll start best call. I got a game we didn't talk about South Carolina, I'll say. I just think that team is trending up. Texas A&M continues to trend down. And uh, I said South Carolina was going to win that game outright many times. And uh, they did. Now, the box score wasn't as pretty as I would have liked for it to be. But they won outright. Um, Also, LSU, that was completely down. Worst call, uh, club quit. Club half-wit. I'm a half-wit. If I bet Charlotte this week and they don't cover at Rice, I will uh, wear a clown suit for the recap episode. But yeah, Charlotte, by far. Bet regret is adding Mississippi State. Like, it's not always just numbers. Don't drink and bet, kids. And I, I just ended up betting them. And I shouldn't have. And the game went exactly how we said it would go. Alabama and Mississippi State can't score on that Alabama team. So bet regret by far was adding Mississippi State. How about you? Best call, worst call, bet regret? Yeah, I mean, the best call I'll go with Oklahoma State, Texas. I mean, being able to cash a Texas team total over, but then also like in the midst of all this steam hitting on Monday, taking Oklahoma State plus six and a half and saying that. I didn't even know you had it, by the way. And then people are like, hey, check the app. Don't you always say check the app? But I was like, oh, I forgot early in the week. You chastising. You chastising people on Twitter like like it's a class, like you're a professor of class to check the app, and then you're not checking the app for me. That was I good. know that was good, but uh, no, I I mean, listen, I I think I I think I handicapped it pretty well, and uh, you know, I'm I I didn't handicap on you know I think the number should have been Texas minus one. So whether Oklahoma State won or lost, penalties or whatever, number was just too high. Uh, but I'm glad that Texas got at least three points in the second half, or that team total wouldn't have went over. Uh. You know, the worst call out there, I mean, there there was a, a couple where I missed. I mean, I struggled at the end of the night slate, took Nevada plus seven, had Utah stakes. I thought the number was wrong. Wyoming just absolutely ran over them completely. Minnesota was a bad call going on the fact that I didn't think Sean Clifford would play with a concussion. He threw four touchdowns. So, I mean, there's a couple bad spots. I ended up green. On well, Utah State ended up going with the four-string quarterback, which didn't help you. Um, right. There was uncertainty there. And luckily, that game stayed under. It got dicey. But it stayed under. I had forty three. It ended forty two. And uh, Utah State's four string quarterback was seventeen to twenty six for one hundred and four yards. That's hard to do. Seventeen completions for one hundred and four yards. I, I ended up green on the app, but it was it was a battle of a day. That this you know crazy shit like Toledo happening out of the gate was didn't help. Bet regret. There's two of them. Uh, I made Southern Miss minus nine 
they had three turnovers and they still won by six. So I didn't play that. It was on my radar against Texas State all week. I think I got a little bit in my own head about how good Texas State was after, uh, you know, beating Appalachian State. So that was one bet regret. But the other was really is that you and I broke down Bama and Mississippi State and said that it's a dead shot under game. And that thing didn't even get close. It didn't even get – it got half of what the full total was, 30 to 6. Yeah, I, I forgot to bet that too. And then I ended up betting Mississippi State. Joke, what a clown I am. Yeah, so, you know, I – I don't know. I think I saw some sort of graphic like the last three times Mississippi State's gone to Brian Denny. It was like 130 to three, I think, is the combined score. Uh, but yep. I mean, you know, six points now add there on for Mississippi State. But it maybe Leach is still around and Save is still around in two years when they come back to Brian Denny. But it, not playing that under was just I mean, that killed me. The second that game kicked, I was like, I can't believe I didn't play an under. He did. Saban just knows how to shut down that defense. And but, yeah. but which is why, like, I, I don't necessarily think that that changes my opinion of what would happen against Georgia. Like, the same thing happened two years ago. Like, Georgia's defense is completely different, and we'll break that down when we get to there. It was also a smash spot for Alabama off a loss, and I think Saban's down 9-0 against the spread. Everything lines up, but they just they can't score against Alabama knows how to defend it. Good stuff. It was a great week for the pod, but can't uh, rest on our laurels. We have to get back to work, and we'll be looking for openers here in just a, a few hours and try to find some winners for – Next weekend, not named Charlotte. Uh, we'll see where that line comes out. There are no – let me take a look at the – and by the way, we will be back. Myself, Colin, and Brett McMurphy will be back on Tuesday morning with the new BCS. We will talk about any weekday games we like. There are no games on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday this week. Maction is coming, though, soon. On Thursday, we have Vatek at NC State, ULL at Southern Miss, and Utah at Washington State. So it's a decent Thursday night. Slate, um, anything there jump out to you? No, I mean, right now, I'm, you know, projecting NC State to be eight-point favorites over Virginia Tech. No, I'll just have to – I'll have to see, you know, what the number comes out at. It'll be completely – Yeah, yeah, we don't have any of the odds now, but but now we have that early week episode. We'll talk about it there. Then the day after, we'll have the group of five guys come in and do their preview. Make sure you check them out. And Connor, I'll be back with the week nine. Can't believe we're already at week nine. Week nine college football betting preview, which will be out late Thursday night. Yeah, we've got some good games, and it's time to go find some winners. Colin, any final takeaways from the last week's slate? I mean, at the top, it's like Ohio State rolled again. You had Alabama get back on track. You know, Georgia didn't play. Clemson escapes with a win. Like, did anything change at the top as far as college football playoff implications are concerned? Uh, just Clemson, I guess. Clemson has an easy direct path now, right? Yeah, Clemson has a direct path. And I also believe that the winner of Georgia-Tennessee may have an easier game in the SEC championship because Alabama, if that defense is not able to deal with a dual-threat quarterback, LSU at home right now, I projected LSU plus 10.5. That Jaden Daniels could be a real problem for that Alabama defense. Um, the and, and I think Especially Brian, if their explosive passing attack continues to... Yeah, and I think the thing is, is Brian Kelly said all week, like, we have to be consistent. We have to be consistent. We are very, very inconsistent. If consistent LSU shows up on November 5th, Alabama won't be in the SEC championship game, and they will not be going to the college football playoffs. So, I don't know. Maybe futures on Tennessee, Georgia uh, deserve a little bit more attention because they may get an easier game in the SEC championship game. Yep. Lots to discuss. It's time for us to get back to work. Thanks for calling in. 
thanks to all of our audio team producers on the back end, David and, and Matt Mitchell for all the work they do, all the work our social team does as well as the video team. Uh, you guys do awesome work. It don't get enough credit. Uh, same to Colin. My co-host always brings it every week. Uh, it's time for us to go find some winners and keep this rolling. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Leave a five-star review. They help us out a ton. If you want some money this weekend, we'll do some giveaways later in the week. We'll send you some gear. Just leave a five-star review. You can make fun of me for betting Charlotte. You can just say club lit, club, club quit, whatever. Five-star reviews really help us, and we do free giveaways for anyone that does. Uh, but thanks for tuning in to Big Bets on Campus presented by BetMGM. It's time for us to get back to work. We'll be back on Tuesday morning with the new BCS show. Catch you all later. Cheers. Peace out.